So we've got a really fun episode today. I am so excited, but you all in our community need to grab a pen or a pencil, piece of paper. You need to be ready to jot down your answers, your responses to this. You're not going to miss it. Dr. Miller, you've got more. Okay. So for each question in a survey that I asked Dr. Johnston that we created for the project, assign the following points if you are playing along. If you choose A, it's three points. B is two points, C is one point, and D will give you zero points. If you score between 24 and 16 points, you will be considered an innovative, intuitive decision maker. 15 to 12, an analytical thinker decision maker. 11 to 18, collaborative communicator decision maker. Or seven to zero points would be a practical planner decision maker. Hope you have fun. Decision making. Decision making. It it can be tough, right? It can be tough. Relentless. All day, every day. All day, every day. You are making decisions. It can be a tough process, especially when um, you're, you're not quite clear on what the process is to make a decision with a group. Like, does the leader make the decision? Do we vote? Like, how does that happen? But there are a bunch of different models things that you can look at, things you can consider. There's a bunch of different models. And I think we're attempting to kind of go back and wish we can create something that we had. So often you're given a task of, okay, take the team and figure out X. And I didn't know for a long time that there were specific models. I think I probably acted for many of those just through my intuition, like what worked for the team. I don't know about you. No, I, I think you're spot on, I, especially um, maybe for managers, leaders, you know, our, our term that we have created, managers, right? And if you don't, um, I'll go back and listen. That's right. That's right. You, you have your, it's just like you said, you're not given different models to work from, or even if you are acting on your tuition, because some of these models have a lot in common with people just moving forward with bringing people together with a unanimous vote or those kinds of things. But when you can label it and understand the process of it, I I think it makes it a lot easier, but I don't think people consider how they make decisions at either personally or in the workplace sometimes. Okay. So that being said, Shall we start with a short quiz, if you're willing, for you on something that we made together to trial to try to understand your decision-making style that others may choose to use as well? I am, and I love it. Understanding having a a different level of self-awareness about your decision-making style, that's awesome. I love it. And then we'll get into the possible group choices. Love it. We like the plan. Here we go. I like the plan. It's a good, good plan. We're going to try it out and see what happens. Decision-making style quiz. So JJ is going to answer the next eight questions. All options have a point assignment to them, and it will lead us to the conclusion of one of the four options. Innovative, intuitive, analytical thinker, collaborative communicator, and practical planner. 
as the four categories for you personally as a decision maker. I love it. Okay. I love it. Question number you hear one. Me over here getting ready to like, I'm, I'm ready to go, but I'm flipping pages to make sure that I'm on, on my, I can write down my answers for you for this. Okay. You're already researching the upcoming event. I am ready. Okay. Sorry. When faced with a challenging decision, you, A, rely on your intuition and gut feeling, B, gather as much information as possible before making a choice, C, consult with others and consider their opinions, or D, focus on the logical consequences of each option? C. Consult with others. Got it. Question two. Your ideal work environment is one that A, encourages creativity and allows you to explore new ideas, B, provides access to extensive resources and data, C, promotes collaboration and teamwork, or D, operates efficiently and follows established processes? C. Promotes collaboration. Got it. I'm enjoying this decisive behavior. Question three. (laughs) When making a big purchase, you tend to A, go with your gut, choose what feels right, B, research extensively, C, seek recommendations, or D, evaluate the pros and cons of each option. Ooh, what was A again? Go with your instincts and choose what feels right. And what was C? Seek recommendation from friends or online reviews. A. Instincts. Okay, number four. In a group discussion, you're most likely to A, offer creative suggestions and solutions, B, provide well-researched facts, C, listen to others' opinions and try to find common ground, or D, analyze the situation objectively and propose logical solutions. I'm going to go with B. Raw research facts. Got it. Number five, your friends Mm -hmm. describe you as A, spontaneous and adaptable, B, detail-oriented and analytical, C, empathetic and cooperative, or D, organized and practical. Ooh, I'd go with A or C, but you're my friend. What do you think? Spontaneous and adaptable or empathetic and cooperative. I think you are both, so I get the tie. What do you think? Okay, a tie. I I think I'm going to go with A. Okay, spontaneous and adaptable. Alex for three. Moving on to question six. (laughs) When faced with a conflict, your approach is to A, trust your instincts to find a creative solution. B, gather facts and evidence to understand the situation. C, engage in open communication and seek compromise. Or D, apply logical reasoning to resolve. C. C. Engage in open communication and seek compromise. Okay. Yes. Last two, your preferred way of learning new skills is A, experimenting and trying things on your own, B, reading books, articles, and online resources, C, collaborating, or D, following step-by-step instructions. Oh, C or D. Can you read those again to me? I'm sorry. Collaborating with others and learning from their experiences, or D, Mm -hmm. following step-by-step instructions and structured learning materials for your preferred way of learning new skills. Okay. And question eight, when setting goals, you tend to focus on A, pursuing new and exciting challenges, B, achieving specific measurable outcomes, C, ensuring the goals align with the needs of the team, or D, creating a clear plan with actionable steps. D. Got it. Can I, can I change my answer of number, was it seven to C? Can I change sure. that one? On a decision That's- maker quiz, you were indecisive and you're requesting a change. Is that what's happening? <laughs> yes, <laughs> just, exactly. just want to clarify for the listeners. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Okay. I want to change C. 
Okay. Collaborating with others and learning from their experiences. Seven to C. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Got Perfect. It. That's, it's going to be one, okay. Alex. Okay. So this quiz then breaks it down in those four things. You rank as an analytical thinker. You make decisions based on thorough research and details matter to you. You focus on gathering data before choices and your logical approach helps you make well-informed decisions. Do you concur? I I do. I do. I like the details matter to me. That that definitely, I think even you and, and some of our listeners might even say, I get a little lost in the details sometimes. That's the word police. But <laughs> I think, yeah, I definitely think it's accurate. What do you think? You know me pretty well. Do you think it's accurate? Yes. Well, I think you've shared in the past that you were really working on lending it to less... Um, superfluous information or emotional or however you want to categorize it and, and being a little bit more data-driven. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I want to be informed by the data and I want to be able to consider other options that I, I may not have thought of. So yes, gathering information, data-driven. Looking at yes, all sides, I, I like it all. talking I, to yeah. people. Yeah, totally. It's really on. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, you're going into this kind of made up scenario as our analytical thinker and leader of the group. And um, there's some larger choices. So we're kind of flipping it today and doing the research roundup first. So I think Dr. Johnson is going to run us through some choices of the MIT decision-making larger models. And then we're going to step you down to a process made by the project for if you're using one of the more specific models like consensus. So Tell us the MIT oh, ones. I love it. Yes, yes. So this is from MIT. It was written by Judith Stein. She put together some decision-making models that are, are the most commonly used decision-making models. We just may not label them, label them this way and really have those considerations. So the first one, team leader decides and informs the team of the decision. I think we've all been familiar with that, right? This is maybe there are some time sensitive decisions to be made. And so it's just faster and they have all the information. So they may make the decision and then inform the team. An example is the team leader decides to cancel a particular team meeting because key participants can't attend. That's just a quick and easy, let's get this done. Second model is team leader gathers input from team and then decides. So an example here would be maybe that the team leader has um, discussion and conversation with the team about how they view something, a certain need and, and maybe spending a certain resource. And then the team uh, the team leader actually delivers a final position like in a description or, or in maybe even just a, a conversation. The next one starts with consensus, and I'm going to just say these quickly because we're all really familiar with this term, consensus decisions. So having the group come to consensus, then it, there are some ways that you can kind of negotiate with those who are in the group on how to review some of the information. And we're going to go into that a little bit more because we have a, a really good little piece for them, right? A pocket strategy, which I think is so great to share. The next one is consensus with a fallback. So trying to get consensus from the group, but let's say they don't quite make it. Um, maybe they can't make the decision in time, or maybe there's something going on. Then it falls back to the leader or another maybe smaller subgroup to make the decision. 
And then the final one is the team leader sets constraints and delegates decision to certain team members. So this is really with constraints, we're thinking of something like um, the decision that's going to be made is, is not all of the elements of the project, but maybe limited to choosing a color or choosing a, a font from a certain list of things. So those style constraints are, are put in place. Those are all of our pieces from the MIT article. I would definitely, we'll, we'll post the link to it. It's, it's really good. It's actually from their human resources education department, and it's got some really good stuff in it. Yeah, great, great stuff to think about. So we think Love that the it. general consensus fallout is something that we're most familiar with use of and observation and taking part in. Is that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that, okay. I'm sorry, I was like agreeing with you. Like, yes, that's exactly what we think. So consensus with a fallback. So the contingency maybe isn't met for the group consensus. And so therefore now someone else is making that decision. I feel like I was raised on this model. Like my mom would like, you know, lay out, you can, you can make the decision. Here are some choices. And if you can't, I'll make it for you kind of a thing. I yeah, mean, I think that's that pretty right. standard. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're, so we're hoping today to give, as JJ said, a pocket strategy for this, because it's likely something you would encounter or be a part of. This is something you could take in with a, we have another acronym for you because we think it's helpful. Heck so yeah. shall we spell first or give the. Let's, let's get to the destination. Let's give the, the acronym first. Get oh, it. Get oh, it. Yes. Wow. Oh, folks, that's yeah, a little pun for you there. <laughs> the word is drive. So you're driving the decision, you're going to use the acronym DRIVE. And D starts, it starts with D, goes for define decision. What is it you're, what is it that you actually have to come to, right? The, the decision that you have to come to. And I liked when we were talking about this, you, you provided context surrounding it. Dr. Miller, do you remember kind of the example you were working through or just like the, the context you provided? Because I, I liked the way you put it all together. In my mind, you would walk in and you would, you know, and really come in and say, okay, are, we need to make a decision in the next 60 minutes and here we need to understand, we need to choose a color for the next 365 days. I, I used a pretty nonsensical example and you, that color is going to be used on everything. So we need to be able to find it and print it and post it and, and all of those things. We need to, we're all going to share it. I love, I love the context you provided with the timeline and what it feels like, like what the decision, everything that it encompasses almost. And, and that takes you to that next, that next letter, that R, right? Review the options. Love it. Love it. Yeah. What, where, what are our choices basically, right? Yeah. It feels pretty self-explanatory. Heck but yeah. Have the conversation, right? And then I goes to. Imagine the impact, see some imagery surrounding the impact that this decision will have. What does it eliminate? What does it include? Who does it affect? Those kinds of things. You know what? I have a good example for that. I just thought of the member, we were working with a very talented member of our Marcom team and he mentioned using more accessible imagery. Mm -hmm. So if you were going back to the simple color example and you're laying out these colors, one impact is 
a certain color may be more accessible to individuals with visual disabilities. Oh, that's so good. And another color would exclude their ability to discern. I love that. It goes, like you said, inclusive. You'd have to consider both sides of that, right? Because that, he, that yeah, we go. learned that, that on that call together. So that would be, okay, so that's an example of impact. And then you're moving to V, which is mm-hmm. void non-options. Love that. Love that. Just get rid of them. Love it. And then and, E. Oh, and I'm I think, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. I was, for leaders, I feel like in this position, if you know something's a non-option, I think this is the place where you avoid it. So let's say, go back to the color option. Everybody likes the color magenta. You know for a fact the CEO despises magenta. We're not going to pick it. This is a void. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's off the list. Right. Simple example. Okay, that's- E, your turn. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You you go, because this is it. We're, we're bringing it home. And I love to Oh, election my, to my implement. Part. Say it one more time. Election to implement. Election to implement. I felt like I talked over you. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's it. Elect. I mean, that's a vote, yeah. right? Where do we go? It's, it's a vote. What, what is it? So consensus or majority, I think that's probably, you want to touch on that? Consensus or majority, consensus, there are times when you are agreeing to something that maybe you aren't in complete um, in complete ag- agreement with. There are, are parts of the decision that perhaps you don't see alignment, but it's not it's not in any way violating your values as a person. You, it still meets your values. And so you can give a different answer. You can concede that perhaps it is better in the, in the full interest of the entire group that you go with a different decision than what your first would be. And that's how everyone's kind of coming into consensus where, you know, if we're doing some kind of a vote and we're talking about a a unanimous vote, that means everybody's in, right? Everyone must agree with what's going on. So consensus gives you a little more flexibility to, as a group, make sure that you're doing what's best for the team. And I think you could use this model for majority or consensus. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. Actually, I mean, you could really kind of take it down a bunch of different ways and and maybe all of the models and use this drive piece because it really, the last would be the the elect to implement, you know, that may look different if you're just rinsing and repeating, but I don't know. I'm sorry. I was thinking it's got really, really broad applications. Okay, great. We like that because then it's a pocket solution. Pocket strategy, pocket solution. Anything else you'd like to add on this specific topic? Decision-making, we understand you're analytical. We've got a pocket strategy for our community. You did the research roundup opposite. I think that might be all. Yep. I love it. I think it's a good place to start. Okay. Drive the decision-making. Talk soon. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts and please visit our website for resources at theproject-biglove.com. Be sure to like, share, rate, and leave a positive review. And if you don't have anything positive, no worries. You can skip that part. As always, questions and stories to share are welcome at theproject.biglove at gmail.com. Now for our legal disclaimer from Dr. Johnston. 
Best practice for change management is to be sure all parties are informed. Please be sure you discuss with your leaders or supervisors any ideas from our podcast today that you might like to use in your organization before implementing.